0: This is the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 445, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you.
1: Guess it's true, I'm not good at a one night stand. But I still need love, cause I'm just a man. These nights never seem to go to plan. I don't want you to leave, will you hold my hand? Oh won't you stay with me. All
0: hey everybody, welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 445. I am the Reverend Paul Montgomery, joining me Mr. Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Hello, everybody. You scared us for
2: a second there. <laughs> we are our this, fanboy. This, this, this has been a typical show to bring to you this week. I just want everyone to know <laughs> That's that.
0: Right, we're going to push through. We are our fanboy. We like comics, and every week we read a bunch of comics. One of us picks the best book that they read. We call that the pick of the week. Talk about it on this here podcast, along with other books of the week, topics of interest, things, things we love. Before we get to the show, a quick reminder/slash warning: This is a review show, and so we will be giving away all the important things that happen that you don't want to hear about if you haven't read them yet. So, turn it off. Come back when you're ready, and we'll have a big ol' luau of comics commentary goodness this week. Sorry, this week Connor had a whole bunch of sunshine and daisies to talk about. This is a really pleasant book, yeah.
1: Paul, your your little intro there was way too peppy for my taste considering how sad we are collectively as a nation and really a world that uh, Life with Archie, number 36, the pick of the week, brought us the death of Archie Andrews, all that is good about America, apple pie,
0: the 50s, it's all gone. It's all about crying over a spilt chocolate milkshake. We finally did it.
2: They've been saying that this was going to happen, the people on the news. (laughs) And,
0: And exactly how, too.
1: Well, that's what you do in modern comics these days, right? Is you you take your big plot point and you plaster it all over the mainstream news. You don't tell them that this is an alternate reality storyline in which this character is dying, because that's very confusing. So you just tell them Archie's dying, and everyone on the news freaks out because you're, especially certain news agencies of certain political bands, freaks out because they think you're killing Archie Andrews, when reality, it's just the alternate future story, Life with Archie.
0: But, th- but even within the comic itself, they're treating with a lot of, you know, gravitas. Like, at the sure. end, there's, like, this, you know, immemorial for, for Archie Andrews and what he means and, you know, starting up by saying, you know, it's it's hard to believe that there was a time when there wasn't an Archie Andrews, you know, in right. comics or, you know. It's, in which is very the true. Right but let's yeah. start from the yeah.
1: beginning. Um, first of all, a bunch of really great covers on this issue. Oh, yeah. Variant yeah. covers, Uh Frank uh, Francisco Francovia did a really great moody gravesite cover. I liked the uh, Adam Hughes cover of all the characters staring at the the Coke bottle at the at Pops, and then there was the Fiona the great Staples, Mike Fiona Allred, Staples.
0: and Laura Allred, and then I got the uh, the Ramon Perez one, great cover, which is like a, a Life Magazine treatment.
1: Really, I mean, they've been doing they've been getting really strong cover artists on these, and. Uh, I like the te- I like the tie-in to Afterlife with Archie. I yeah, thought that yeah. was a nice touch. But um, if you may, may or may not know, and we used to talk about this book quite often before uh, Afterlife with Archie took over our hearts and minds. We used mm-hmm. to, at least I would read, Life check in with Life with Archie. I didn't read all the issues and uh, tell you about what was going on in the alternate futures where in Walking Up Memory Lane, Archie saw his uh, future with Betty and his future with Veronica. And this what this series did was it went forward, it went past the eternal bubble that Archie and Betty and Veronica live in and took them into their adult lives. And in one storyline he was with Betty, and one storyline he was with Veronica. That way they could they could have their cake and eat it too, even though everyone knows he should be with Betty.
0: And um So each issue you'd pick it up and one half of it would be the, you know, universe with Veronica and then the universe where he married Betty. And I, I, it was funny because this issue opens, it's, it's very much presented as something people
1: are going to pick up who've never read the series. So there's a very funny sort of convoluted timeline
0: <laughs> that opens yeah. the issue up. And it's crazy. And it's long, too. It's not just one page.
1: No, and it's a, it's, like a, it's like a graph. It's like the kind of thing you'd see on a crazy serial killer's wall. There's lines connecting boxes, and you have to follow along everything. And, and it tells you the story of what Archie had, what has happened to Archie since he... He left Riverdale to become an it's, adult. It's like
0: Rip Hunter's guide to Riverdale. Right. <laughs> this is a crazy flowchart. yeah. Um, and then it ends
1: with a picture of Archie dead. So that's nice in the, in the first couple of pages. He,
2: the, the staying power of that uh, image from Rip Hunter, it was from 52, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's an amazing bit of comic book work that we're still talking about it. Carry on. Um, so I, I assume you guys both read this issue? Yep, so I did. such a big deal. Um, I heard I, about it on NPR that morning. And the first thing I thought was, way to go, Alex. And then Alex, who works at uh, who works at uh, Archie, Alex Segura. Uh, yeah. Sorry, um, who uh, who we know from DC Comics, and and it, I mean this this story was everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was really interesting. And actually, I thought the NPR people did a good job because they they actually went the extra mile to explain that there's still the regular Archie. <laughs> this is just a story, and I was like, oh, bless your hearts. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, this is this was sort of a mercy killing for. And sets. then they asked me to pledge money, which was. <laughs> a bit much <laughs> this was a mercy killing
1: for sad sack adult archie who in both of his lives lives in both timelines was really not too not too happy with the way things really were at least in the I, I he was thrilled in this well i think things have turned around which just makes it all the more tragic but in, okay it, i read the first couple and then i came back in the middle i, I was I as reading this timeline and i realized oh i didn't read any of that oh i read that um you know in in the art, life with betty he was they unhappy they were never seeing they never saw each other anymore because they were both so busy and I, according to this timeline Archie maybe almost had an affair. And then in, yeah. the, in the Veronica storyline he was sort of an unhappy middle manager in the in in her father's cup company and it wasn't nothing was really going all that well for Archie or for Reggie or for anyone. Cheryl Blossom had really cancer. I mean it was it was it was rough. But uh I thought this was a really I mean obviously I thought this was a great issue but I, I thought it was a really great overview of Archie of his, of this sort of importance of the character in the historical comic book timeline, and it, it gave you a really nice look at his life from you know way back as a kid when he's when he's trying to get the attention of Betty Veronica to high school age to as an adult. And I also thought it was really nice was that this issue caps off both basically both timelines. So we don't know, and it's never revealed uh, which girl he's with in this issue. It's, it's sort of implied he could be with either.
0: I thought that was really cool. They're, it was really a
1: really nice way to handle sort of all the timelines coming together at this point because the whole story is that uh, Kevin Keller, the the gay character that Archie introduced a while back, is running for Senate, or he's a senator he's now. He's a senator, yeah. And he's had death threats, and there's a, there was apparently a shooting at a mall that targeted gay people. And uh, Why didn't you listen to Ron Butterfield? <laughs> Don't right. go to the thing. So uh, in this issue, uh, the whole thing is they're having a fundraiser for, for this. So for th- was just for me. Oh yeah. Did I not watch
2: fucking West Wing? I know, but how did I get I've got another thing for Josh not coming it up. For
1: anybody. Anyway, um, the uh, so there's a they have a fundraiser. There's going to be a but there's a threat against his life. So when they show up at the fundraiser at Pops, which is now run by Jughead, uh, there's a shooting and Archie c- takes a bullet for the for the senator and dies. And uh, I thought it was a really great, over- great issue. Mm-hmm. And it was really long and give you, give you a lot of meat to hold on to. And I thought the, the final image of the chocolate shake or the, the malted that he got with the three straws, like he always got for Betty Veronica and him it was spilled, was a really sort of powerful one. that um, was good. I
0: I I, I I I like that you brought up the the sad sack Archie thing and the, the the way it sort of describe him for anyone who hasn't been reading this particular thread of Archie books is that like he looks like Morris from ER, right? You know, <laughs> but he has the karmic misfortune of Doctor Green from ER, <laughs> right? Like, and yeah. and, and it's I sort of the end, that the Hawaiian way song. the way they frame the ending. It's you know, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like. Dr. Green's ending a bit, like, you know, surrounded by all his loved ones and thinking about his past and everything. And uh, there's there's a great sort of, you know, nostalgia trip in here where we see young Archie, who is never not creepy looking. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, just like it's like adult Archie head with just like a kid body. And um, but I seriously, I love the um, I mentioned the the spilt chocolate milkshake that the last image. I mean, you see, you know, what could be the last page is, you know, it, it's Betty, cradling archie's body and and veronica looking on i think and then, then and then you flip the page yep. and it's a, a knocked over you know milkshake because it where it's it's the perfect place to do it is you know in the malt shop and right. uh, and it's just that that classic image and and it just made me laugh and, and it, it also at bookends it ties in the beginning where archie is uh you know antagonizing these two girls because you know he has a crush on both of them and he refers to you know, like her, you know, that it's, it's this one girl that he fell in love with. But since this is the culmination of either timeline, they leave it open. And so whenever he's looking at, you know, the one he loves, they're both in frame. So it could right. feasibly be either of them, which is a, which is a neat trick. It's, it's pretty cool. Well, what's interesting to me was that it wasn't actually the final
1: issue of the series. Right. <laughs> Next issue one year later. And it's like, okay, I don't know. What's gonna happen but I'll check it out and another all-star cast of cover artists Walt Simonson Cliff Chang, Tommy Lee Edwards, Jill Thompson Alex Ross the Alex Ross one haunts my
2: dreams but um <laughs> <laughs> God. like if you woke up from a dream and you found out you were in Riverdale that's the first thing you'd see right like if they opened like the trunk that's, the, that's,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. the, <laughs> that's Archie that they've opened what the, the trunk
0: up and
2: they' they're their Archie
1: and Betty Veronica thrill killers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah, but I think that I'm I'm excited for the uh, the oh, one year 10, later the Archie. one the one year later thing is going to be like Riverdale's rendition of the Big Chill. Right. And, yeah, everybody reminiscing about Archie and smoking weed, smoking weed. Well, yeah. <laughs> one thing that we can do today is reference really old shit. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's got a new Criterion edition coming out. It's good. It's all Um, but I, I as an as wait a, a long minute, long that's Archie an '80s fan. movie. Yes. Paul. Oh my god. What does the yellow light mean? <laughs> Keep
1: going. Um, as a longtime Archie fan, so I'm read a lot of Archie books when I was younger in junior high school and such. This was—I thought this was really nice. It tribute issue and a nice capper to a f- sort of fantasy. You don't get this story, right? You don't get the ending to a character like this because it has the character no, has to go as on, as
2: well as and you know, so well, what's, it's what's nice to see it. Is that I, like I don't have any history with it, although. I know what it is because I grew up in America. Cultural lexicon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's funny because I've never read an issue of, of Archie in my life, but, like, the names all ring bells, and quite honestly, a little ways in, I'm like, I get it. I know I know what this is. It's really kind of, it's interesting in that way, I think. Um, and while I don't know, like, one of the things I didn't know is, like, I don't know who the people are who are supposed to be the bad guys in like Riverdale as a town. Like like, with uh, Mr. Weatherby, he's a teacher, but I don't know if he's a teacher they hate or one they love. Well, no, what
1: happened like, was he was he was the, he's the lovable principal who you know he he right. did
2: bust them, but he never
1: did it out of malice. He liked them then they're it's Mr. Weatherby. Even, he, even now, right. as adults, now they're all adults, and, and you yeah, know, and in the in the Betty timeline, Betty and Archie
2: both work at the schools so and other peers. Okay, I thought he was going to be the killer. They sort of played Mr. it that Webby. way. No, they sort of played it that way for a half a second. Like if you don't have any context, there was a right. little bit of something going on there. Um, well, he's, I, he's fat, and you don't like fat people, so I assume uh, I know why you would assume. Who was the killer? I mean, like I saw who he worked, was, and I, he was the guy who worked at Pete. Right, but is there a story about it? Is there a background to that, or is that just a? a I assume a random, so. I haven't read. It. He's slightly I mean, I darker than everybody recent else. Issues.
0: By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I missed the the, the most recent issue, so I don't know. if I I think it would be kind of cool if it was just like you just first popped up here.
1: Jughead clearly has bad hiring practices. I know from one of the random issues I'd read recently that he'd hired a guy. He was robbing all the stores in Riverdale, and his sister was dating. But uh, I thought it was nice. I thought it was a really nice issue. And I'm glad that lots of people checked it out because it was was a fun thing. I didn't read the um, essay in the back about Archie because – it's been so long reading the issue but yeah uh, it's not you know Archie has been
2: around since 1941 you had a a hard time finding time to not read any comics that came out this week (laughs) (laughs) god I didn't have the pick of the week
1: Archie is as old as you know most older than most characters he's 41 means only really you know the golden age characters in Superman Batman and Robin and a couple of the DC characters Hawkman and such are older than him but really
0: other than that he's been around
1: longer than everything, everything and uh it was a really good issue.
0: I just so, love the the and it's like and it's not just like somebody you know pops out and shoots Archie and then it's over. It's like there's a long sequence of it's it's like yeah, it was tense. It's like the you know the uh, in the shadow of two gunmen thing from right. West Wing to continue the references, yep. but like it was it was like that. There's this scramble and, and there's this confusion and Archie's looking for and, the guy, and like the the Ron Butterfield guy is looking for you it's know all who shot it is point and of view. yeah and uh, I mean, and then and then. Shot. <laughs> And then, oh, no, and what is it, Jughead? What's happened? (laughs) Yeah. Good, good stuff.
1: Yeah, it was Uh, was
2: very cinematic, actually, I I thought.
1: The issue that was almost picked, and actually it was the pick until I read Archie, was Miss Marvel number six. And Paul and I have been raving about this book uh, for six months now. Uh Assuming it's monthly, I don't even know. But starting with the really wonderful cover uh, to the rest of the issue, the cover was by Jamie McKelvey and Matthew Wilson, by the way. Um this was I thought the best issue of the series.
0: I think it was really strong and like I opened it up I was like oh no it's a it's a fill in artist it's you know it's not you know Alfana but it's a, it's a Jake White he does a really good job. And uh and I and as the more I got into it I was like I I really like this art. Yeah. And yes. you know Alfana is you know it's uh you know it's really special and it makes the book look totally different than anything else but i like this one too and this is the first big uh, team up for kamala uh, well let's
1: before we get to the team up let's talk yeah. about the villain the villain of this series so <laughs> far has been the someone named the inventor and we only saw them we don't we didn't actually we didn't know did we know we saw them at the end of the last issue the the birdman or did that was
0: the reveal that right, this so we, giant cockatoo if, if,
1: it's this giant cockatoo. In this issue, it's revealed that the Birdman, their inventor, is actually a clone of Thomas Edison, whose cloning process was accidentally contaminated with cockatoo DNA, <laughs> to make crazy. a giant Birdman. The scientist, the,
0: sci- the this other scientist who created him, had a pet you know, cockatiel or whatever, and it Cocktail, yeah. got into the <laughs> into the mix. Uh, it, it,
1: it very much is the tone of this book. It's it. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a little silly. Um, but it's still pretty serious. And this issue, is Paul said, there's a team-up. Wolverine shows up, and so she had, Kamala has her first... It, what's her name? Kamala. Well, yeah. Kamala is its first team-up with another superhero. And uh, I thought that was really fun. Also, I think we're going to talk about this more in the uh, letters section, but the, uh, or the, in the section after the comics today. But this was the first time... And Kamala is a, an inhuman. Yes, she was. She was mutated when the tarogen mists were released throughout throughout New York, and uh, this was the first time that being an inhuman was treated like being a mutant. Why is that important? We'll talk about that later in the, in the episode. But um, I thought that, I thought that the dynamic between Wolverine and uh, Miss Marvel was
0: really really great, really funny. I thought that it was, was and, and it's uh it's you know uh, no healing factor, Wolverine. And this right. is the first. It's it's the first of two parts. Apparently, uh, I think it's called Healing Factor, or something like that. Because she has
1: she has a healing factor and he doesn't, and right. she is going along assuming he does, and it doesn't. He doesn't, and uh, all the things that he has got to deal with because of that.
0: And it's it's um I thought it was it was just really cute. I don't know how you pronounce it. The dog meme, mm-hmm. you know, like so this much. You know, that like, like the way she's reacting to Wolverine, she's from the Tumblr generation and right. she, it's been established she writes fan fiction. And, I, and that was one of my favorite jokes is that she wrote, you know, she wrote this fan fiction for a website called like Totally Awesome or whatever. And uh, it was the number two ranked fan fiction that had him as a character. And he's like, Oh really? And then he's like, well, "Wait a minute, what was number one?" And it was this, it was a, a fanfic about uh, Cyclops and uh, Emma Frost. And it's like, "Oh, jeez." <laughs> yeah. And I just, she's, you know, sort of fangirling out about being, you know, hanging out with Wolverine. And uh, it was—it was just the right, you know, amount of that. And you know, ver- like a very clever team up and using the powers. You know, she she can shrink down to small size so that when she's falling from a great height, it's not going to be a huge deal, and he can catch her and all that stuff. And uh, there's you know alligators with like laser beams on their heads and uh, it's she's just a really likable character she really is and um,
1: it feels very authentic and it has a very indie comic vibe I mean the art does a lot towards that but it it doesn't feel like your normal Marvel comic and uh, it's really good
0: and and yeah. uh, I thought another really important scene is she has a she has a conversation her her dad wants her to you know have this this meeting with uh, the sheik at their uh, at their mosque basically. And uh, has a conversation with this guy and just a normal dude. You know, he's like, he's, yeah. you know, uh, like a wise, you know, older man. And I think that's that's an important, you know, thing to see. And she's like, are you going to just, are you going to tell me that, you know, I got to stop hanging out with boys and, you know, stuff like that. And he's like, I've been doing this for years. If you haven't figured out that that's my advice anyway, you know, I haven't been <laughs> doing my job. Just if you're going to. You know, be doing this. Um, just you know, be be a good person. And it was just, I don't know. I just like that that moment.
1: It was good. It was, the issue was was really well rounded. I thought really really strong. Um, everyone should check out Miss Marvel. There'll be a trade of it soon, since this is the sixth issue, or there's probably a trade of the first five. I Matt, yeah, I figured it's going to be the first five. So uh, I would recommend everybody check that that out if you haven't
0: yet. But seriously, um, I'm 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 loving a lot of Marvel books right now. It's it's I think it's in my like top three. It's really strong.
1: Now, the comic book industry, as everyone knows, at least on this show, has a long history of self-referential, (laughs) fourth-wall-breaking comics. They are making the people behind the comics characters in those books. Um, And this week, the latest edition of that was Harley Quinn Invades Comic-Con International San Diego, because that's the name they want to go with. Um, And it it was a special issue featuring the inexplicably popular Harley Quinn. I mean, not that the character isn't popular, but that book remains a top-ten book.
0: Oh, does it? Really? I didn't know. I wasn't paying attention to the numbers. Interesting.
1: I did not know that. It's crazy, and I'm mean, no knock on the creative team because overall
0: think, you know, or at DC, overall,
1: and <laughs> uh, oh, shit, I, it's no knock against the creative team. I you know I, I there's no secret. I love Palmiotti oh, yeah. and yeah, Connor, yeah. and but uh, didn't expect that, and uh, so they did a special issue in which Harley Quinn uh, goes to Comic Con, and this was done by an all star cast of artists. There's a page here by Paul Pope. Uh, that Conner. was unexpected no, like, does a lot of art in it Damian Scott um, really interesting artist working on this one and Who I guess like? did you guys both read this yes Yeah.
2: Um, I had I th- to because no comics other than I read <laughs> came out this week so I had to try to
1: read something um, I thought this could have been a lot funnier yep. I there's I, such a, it's such a rich field the, as, as, as Paul you can imagine and Josh and I know all too well Comic Con is there's so much there to poke poke at, and there's some it's good not, bits in here. There's some yeah, good
2: bits. Yeah, in there. you're was, wrong. It was it was uh yeah, it, it, the thing was it was really inside, relatively. Um, like it featured like Bob Harris and Dan DiDio and like a Jeff Johns thing, and like relatively inside. So I was like, well, if you're gonna go inside, then maybe really make it a little more uh like like have a have a like a some jokes that are really very specific, and then some that are more broad. And 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 uh, you know, it's hard to tell you how to how to write something to be funnier. But you know, like it, it was it was okay. But I thought it had a lot more. There was a lot more possibility that mm-hmm. it could have had, which I find is always the case. Maybe at this point, I've just heard too many jokes about Comic Con. It was better that there was a, there was an issue a while back, and not remember what it was. But it was like a a Comic Con gag thing. I read, and it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was from image i don't remember um, oh i know so what you mean yeah. better than that but but uh, there was a lot more promise basically that it didn't didn't yeah. fulfill i suppose it was I- interesting cuz i i haven't read any of this and i was like harley quinn's different now cuz she's working a t-shirt booth which is interesting well that was with her landlord
1: uh from brooklyn currently sells t-shirts at comic con and uh Comics, I guess, but that was who she was driving with her his her landlord, and I guess I think the landlord's girlfriend mm-hmm. and um was it? well what's interesting was the cover itself featured all those cosplayers in old new fifty two or pre new fifty two costumes, mm-hmm. which is interesting
2: but uh, I thought like i don't know like it like I think the setups were really pretty good. The setups with the the limo full of cosplayers dressed like different Harley Quins was a really good setup, and then they did. Like they went nuts with it. Like she shot a police officer. That's something. <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like like they all sort of stumbled out of the jail and, and and I was just and I just and they ran away and I just felt like you really, you could have taken that and run with it more.
1: Um, yeah. to me the funny gags were like when she's selling the T-shirt and the, the people don't want to pay for it. Like that was the kind of things if you go yep, to the cons that was a very lot.
2: insider but and but
1: good. And uh, I also liked her in her head during her portfolio review with Jim Lee.
2: Psyching herself out. I thought that was good. I thought the running gag of seeing a celebrity over and over again was funny. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Oh my God, that's the thing, because you do see that all the time and that people freak out. I thought that was, it wasn't funny at first, but it got funnier as it kept going. Mm -hmm. But then, like the joke at the end, where it was Paul, it was uh, Paul Dini and and Bruce Tim, which is again very, very inside. I mean, they're the ones who created her, and I get that, but. It just was a weird note to go out on. I don't even want to be that critical about it because I thought it was it was it was pretty good and it was interesting.
0: I thought it was um, a fun showcase for the artistella, and I liked mm-hmm. the artist more towards the front, like the the, the opening. I liked the always, art all and, the way through. I mean, I liked I them all, like the but I'm arts. saying like my favorites were like oh, you start you know you start yeah. starting off with the great cover, the wraparound cover yeah. was really fun, and then you get some Amanda Connor in there, and then I liked this team of Damian Scott and Robert Campanella yeah, day one yeah they, they did the basically they did the cassie Batgirl.
1: that was that was a great series yeah yeah you remember I mean, that yes that was. i love that during the golden age of batman books yep. so that, that yeah was,
0: that was fun and um yeah i mean it was you know i but i agree that I, you know the joke writing could be a bit tighter and
2: it's one of those cool things where up. comics can but rarely does do comedy really well at least mainstream sort of superhero comics like it happens sometimes. And I think that's why we get so excited with a book like uh, the superior foes of Spider-Man or something like that, where they're really hitting comedy beats. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like this is a really good place to do it, which maybe is the disappointment.
1: Yeah, I feel like when you're going to go inside or which I certainly don't mind, I like the occasional, because they don't do that often. Um, just go inside, you know, make, yeah. make, make the industry jokes. And,
2: and satire, satirize it. Yeah. Take fun of the people. Like, really, like, like the people who are bugging you at the booth to try to get some, like, well, basically, I'm advertising for you. That was a great joke. Yes. Like, those oh, are yeah. real things by morons that happen. And I think take it, take it to them. You know, like, like, sh- like turn the mirror on yourself, do the thing. I think there's a ton more jokes they could have done, especially when you're talking about creators like these who've spent so much time in conventions. Right. Um, You know, had the right feel. I felt like I was there. Like I'm like, well, they really they said it correctly. You know, like there's not. I guess I said there's not an artist in comics who can't draw what it feels like to be in that hall. Right. Um.
0: So that was kind of cool. It
2: was. It was was interesting. That's a mixed review.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think. I think that's fair. Yep. So uh, the wicked and the divine number two. This book continues to be a whole lot of fun. I mean, the first one, the pick of the week. Um, I think they're they're doing some really interesting things with uh with the medium in here, like. Some really interesting storytelling ideas. Uh, when when our main character is looking up, you know, Ananka on uh, on Google on her phone, and you see all the different headlines, like all the different things that would have come up on a Google search, and underneath them, on directly on the phone, it says like blah blah blah, and yeah. you know, like so she's like not fi- like so it's like what she would be thinking, but it's expressed directly in the text on the phone, and. Jamie McKelvey is one of those artists who can make um, social media and like app designs work in comic art. Um, like if, even if you look at, we're going to talk about Teen Titans number one in a bit, and that cover is uh, it's in Chirper, which is their take on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it's just you know it's that Lauren well, or thing. There's a like,
1: difference between people who actually use. These things, which we—if you—if know, you're online, you know that McKelvey and Kieran Gillen use them all the time, social media. Yeah. Versus forty-five to fifty-year-old men who don't quite get it.
0: And there, but there are even also a lot of younger artists, and when they're tasked with drawing a smartphone, like that is <laughs> no one is using that device. Like that is. Do you remember when when Joe Casey did the? Yeah, he it, had the, he the had yeah he had Twitter, Twitter. used and it's completely backwards of how Twitter's
1: yep, actually used. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um and it's just, it's like, a, it, it's authentic with these guys and uh, yeah. you
0: know
2: it's just However, however
0: mm-hmm.
2: the joke was that she was abs- annoyed that she had to go to page 2 of the Google results and then later she said that she read it on Wikipedia and that doesn't make sense. Right. Because that would have been the third uh, the third uh, the, result. The second Sorry, uh, that's very technical. <laughs> but that's a thing. I, I actually
1: thought. um I don't know how you thought Phil Josh but I thought I didn't like this issue as much as the first one.
2: Nope. I, th- I, was, I thought it, I was completely confused.
1: I thought it was very confusing, and the deeper you go into these char- these mythology of the characters, the more confusing it gets.
2: I'll. It's because I think that it hasn't really been explained very clearly to me within the text of the issue, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily a problem. It just means that. I don't quite know what's going on. I think a little bit of that has to do with, and I think this is some of the issues that I had uh, with phonogram a this, long I, time ago. I'm feeling like exactly
1: the same way about it. Is the, that the phonogram.
2: it concerns a scene that I'm not familiar with, meaning that like there's this British music scene and there's underground stuff, and I think that if you're part of that or you think it's cool and want to be part of that, then you can play along with it. I do. I think it was a little. I was a little confused that I don't quite know what's going on. I will tell you that the the best parts, the strongest parts for me, I was really interested when she went to go see uh, Lucifer Lucifer in
0: the jail. And it's it's, it's like a Hannibal Lecter scene. It's it's cool.
2: Yeah, but also like it was just clear. I I understood the character. I got the flashback to when she was younger and how it started. And I thought that was really good. Mm -hmm. And that was cool. I I feel like there needs to be more of that because I don't feel like I understand the people very much.
1: Yes, I agree.
2: and I'd say that's the problem. Uh,
1: I'm very disconnected from
2: the characters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I uh, it
1: looks pretty, but I just don't.
0: I, I mean, don't I sense. I had I've, I had a little bit of trouble with the like the meeting with the journalist in the museum. Like I I didn't entirely follow all of that, but then going down into, you know, into the uh, the tube system and uh, tr- trying to track down this Morgan character, and there's apparently this other god that beheaded her. Um, I got, I, you know, I'm not in the, you know, underground music scene or like rave scene or anything like that. So I don't,
2: that sounds just awful.
0: I, so I was like, yeah, I don't really want. <laughs> I was in, you know, I was in New York this weekend and I was, you know, underground waiting for us. And I was like, that this is really unpleasant. This is very hot down here. Yeah. Uh, I would not want to go to, oh, this is not an ideal music venue for me. <laughs> I would like to sit down. Um, so, so yeah, so I, so even though I, you know, that, it's not, a scene that's very interesting to me. I thought the way it was told was really interesting with, I like the, you know, the captions over the black and seeing her basically descending down into hell. Um, Although I think the art, the, the art
2: of storytelling is wonderful. I think in this issue,
0: mm-hmm. particularly,
2: I think the concept's good. I just think that we need a little more Characters. either uh, like a, a little more character understanding and a little more, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say exposition, but, uh, kind l- of, Yes, but like, like,
0: well done. And I know. Well, I think. Well, this is this is a slow burn because this, is, this isn't ongoing. This isn't um, a limited series, so I think he's taking his time with the with the world building.
2: Yeah, which is fine.
0: For for my part, I don't mind being a little bit in the dark on some of it. I'm I'm intrigued by the little morsels that you know that I'm getting, and and I'm excited to. I'm, I'm I actually am eager to find out about more of stuff. It's so that I think there's, there's, you can look at it two ways. You could say, I'm eager to find out more, or I don't, I don't understand this. I need more now. Like I, you know uh, what I mean? Like for for me, it's I'm, I'm excited that I, there's more things that I need to, you know, learn. Yeah. But what I
2: think it does is it takes Mm -hmm. away the impact of what's happening. If you don't have context for it. Mm -hmm. So the last page is a classic comic book reveal of a villain. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I can tell symbolically. You're symbolic not supposed, what to it's supposed to know who that is. I realize is. It's that. It's a surprise. It's that the reason that that exists is historically in in you know like superhero comics is that that's when they say you know it's Doctor Doom and everybody. No, but I, I
1: agree. With, I disagree with you there completely. I think that all you need to know is someone's head got cut off, right. and that's shocking enough in and of itself. my problem is the characters. I don't know enough about them to care about their reactions to things.
2: The point I was getting to though is. You know, like if this was creators that I didn't know, uh, you know, I wasn't familiar with their work. I don't know how much I would stick around. I do stick around because I trust both of these creators to deliver something ultimately end. But that's the thing that's hang on that makes me hang on to it right now. Like, I think. That's I the think even that,
0: aside. I think even aside from the track record, for me, just me personally, reading that reading this issue the The ideas are sexy enough. The world building is so interesting that I want to know more. And so this was successful for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. So on the other side of the spectrum, the other teen book came out this week, Teen Titans number one. I did not go down that road.
0: Post- you didn't go down the road. No. Okay. Well, I was because it's uh, it's Pfeiffer writing it, and I I'm glad that I checked this out because. It's still, you know, it's still the new Fifty Two, and that's still always a problem for me. But I think there's a sensibility in here that it reminded me a bunch of the, the team dynamics of the old Fifty Two, of of an older Teen Titans team, and I don't mean older like characters. I mean like you know going back a ways. Um, and so basically, the setup is that uh, Tim Drake. Is sort of a hacker and he's basically their, you know, their eye in the sky. He's the, you know, the old Bruce Wayne from, uh, Batman Beyond and the other characters are sort of in the field, including Wonder Girl. And the whole situation in this, in this issue is that there is, um, a school bus filled with, um, I think they're high school girls or they're from a, uh, you know, they're on a field trip and, uh, it's, it's been taken over by a group of terrorists and they want to plow it into star labs and they have all these demands and they're broadcasting from the bus. And so it's a little bit like speed and, uh, the the various teen Titans characters like bunker and beast boy and Raven are all trying to, you know, save the kids. And meanwhile, the, the group within star labs. And I don't know if these characters have been established in other books because I haven't been following that thread within the new 52 um, But they're basically watching as this happens. And one of them is very interested to just let this play out and see what the Teen Titans do with the confidence that the Teen Titans are going to stop, you know, anybody from getting hurt. And so we don't need to launch into anything of our own, uh, any kind of operation to... Uh, you know, stop this, and it's you know, it's, it's it's it looks bad for PR for us that you know Star Labs is under under attack, and they're saying that you know we're messing with AI and stuff. Um, like so let's let's just watch this play out. I liked the the interaction between the characters. Tim Drake, even though they're going with that idea <laughs> that he's never been you know Robin, that he's always been this Red Robin character. Kind of you know, felt like you know Tim Drake to me it, it at least worked. it fit within you know my idea, my concept of the Tim Drake that that I loved when I got into comics. He's always been mm-hmm. my Robin, so uh, it worked for me so i'm in, I'm interested in checking out uh issue two. i th- I think I think Roquefort is a a weird choice for this book. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't that the
2: story of the New 52 in general? Yeah, yes.
0: I mean, and it's like, I I, I don't mind Roquefort art, but it's, it's a little bit, like, too cool for school, like, via the n- mid-90s, you know? I
2: think that there is, I think there's a place for it. Absolutely. Like, I don't think it's bad, and I've seen it, I've seen his art used before on stuff, where, like, I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, I've liked it. But it doesn't fit that. on every, it doesn't fit on almost anything they've put him on since the relaunch.
0: Yeah and if and that, if, and if you took, you know, a different artist, you know, f- from before this new regime, you could do a lot for people who are, you know, have that hankering for, you know, old school DC storytelling. Because like I a sort think,
2: of cartoony kind of like yeah. any of any of the artists, uh, uh, the the Damien Scott. Uh, well,
1: they they've announced all those new books, the Batgirl book and the Batman Ac- Gotham Academy, and all those things that have that kind of style. And I, f- I feel like well, this is the I would say this is the book that fits right into that niche of trying to attract a teenage or a younger audience and a more female skewing audience, I think that's a missed opportunity here. I, th-
0: I think this, and I think the script works here. I like what Pfeiffer's doing and that's sort of what I latched onto. And I was just like, can I, rem- can I remove myself from this art? And I can, I just like, I, I think if, if they had a different artist on it, I think more people might try it out. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it and, and see how it goes. And I'm actually going to do that. I say that a lot, but I actually am going to do this um, because I want to, Try out more DC stuff.
1: Um, I want to believe,
0: but but yeah, a lot of that stuff coming out of the bad offices in the fall looks really good. And that I would say is not just necessarily looking back to something they used to. It's it's forward thinking, but in a you know in a good way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Anywho, that is the first part of the books we'll talk about. We have some more, but in the meantime, uh, if you want to support iFanboy, uh, there are lots and lots of ways to do it. You can go to uh, ifanboy.com slash Amazon and you can make purchases. Um, some of the books that we just talked about, for example, uh, Life with Archie, if you want to check out some of that stuff. If you want to check out the surely impending Ms. Marvel uh, trade collection, things like that. Or, you know, dog brushes because <laughs> I bought a dog brush recently and I was like, it'll be here before my trip because I have Prime. Uh, you can or
1: you do can that. do, like Paul and I did, or I assume Paul did, and, and pre-order the Batman the series collection of Blu-ray oh, yeah. that just came out. They, they yeah. just put up there for November's release. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that price will come down
0: a little bit. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> That's <it> comes out. <laughs> Which it could. Does it
2: work like that? If you it buy could. something yeah, and the price, price comes matching. down? Yeah, I mean,
0: price match it. I don't mm-hmm. pre-order very much. Um,
2: I, I, want my, I want my decision to happen at the moment. I'm like, I want it, and then I want it now, because I'll change my mind if I have to wait too long. Uh, you could do that. And anything you buy through Amazon in that way uh, gives us a little little cut. Doesn't cost you anything extra. It just takes money away from them, um, which you know is preferable to some people.
1: Is it help, uh, Or Josh, that I also ordered a potato masher.
2: All right, that's good. That's good. That I mean, it's works. Coming on Saturday. Got some I, potatoes to mash. They need mashing. I make mashing. I fruit. make mashed potatoes a couple of times a week now, um, because I'm Irish and, and my family's Jewish. So. We like potatoes is what I'm saying, uh, if I can make, if I can just stereotype terribly. But it's true, and I'm really good at it at this point. I mean, I can make mashed potatoes like you. It, they're very – anyway, you can go to ifanboy.com slash registration, and you can, um, you can contribute even more directly. You can send in any sort of donation you would like, and we will accept them up to – I want to make this clear. We will accept donations up to any monetary amount.
1: In any currency.
2: In any currency. So – Literally, if you've been thinking, ah, oh, this is a bit too much, and I don't know if I want to, it, it's, it's, we're a hundred percent behind you. <laughs> it's okay, trust your instincts. Yeah, uh, or you can just go with a an easy plan of three dollars a month, thirty dollars a year. I've been seeing, um, this happens for other podcasts. They say you know a buck a show, something like that. You know, that's good. Uh, $3 dollars a month is less than a buck a show. I know that. That's what right. I'm trying to say. It's yeah. a good It's a, It's a. good way to go. But if you want to do more, that's totally fair. Uh, I try to donate to podcasts that I like a lot. And I think it's a really good way to make sure that you can still get uh, you know, media, uh, but also take part in it and, uh, and and not have them just go away. Not that we're going to do that.
1: I'm going to start calling you. them your Irish potato lumps.
2: Yeah, well, there's, there's something to that, although it's different than what they thought nutritionally happened even a few years ago, so who knows? Uh,
1: <laughs> well, thank you everyone who supported us through those various efforts. We appreciate you wholeheartedly keeping Josh in potatoes.
0: They're cheap. I've completely so. zoned out. What the hell are we talking about?
1: It's fine. It's honestly <laughs> bad <to laughs> is, you. Hopefully everyone many has many zoned things. out as well. Uh, but let's uh, return to the newly announced to have been canceled book, Thunderbolts.
2: To be fair, uh, also it's hot. <laughs> um, and I don't have the air conditioning on because I'm trying to record a thunderbolts. Sound <laughs> important. thunderbolts for God's sakes. So uh, Charles Soule's last issue uh, was the last one. Mm-hmm. And so this is the introduction of the new uh, creative team, um, which is uh, I don't know their first names, Acker and Blacker. Right. Do <laughs> they do a podcast. Real. That's yeah, not is. real. It's, it's uh, ben, ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Uh, those might be fake names. They do some sort of podcast that uh, people like a lot, and it's way more popular in, uh, than this one, some,
0: like Marvel What If
2: kind. Yeah, of and they've done some other stuff. I think they did a Deadpool annual a little while back. Um, I didn't like it, <laughs> and I feel like, and I feel like it sucks because this week I'm the guy who's not liking things, and I don't want to be that guy. I Actually, really like the Archie book that we talked about at the front, which is something. Was that your pick of the week? I don't. Might as well have been. I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think about Red what out. I. I know, and it they were apparently them. they made so little impact on me that I don't even know what to tell you. Um, basically, it. If you remember where the last issue let, left off, is that like like the the omnipotent god character told General Ross like you have to do good, mm-hmm. right? And then we start off with this, and then it's like none of that ever happened. where, like Ross is kind of being a dick to everybody in it, and uh, he's apparently killed the Punisher. That's that's what's going on, and yeah, I, I it felt like I missed an issue, and I don't know that I maybe I did. I don't know. The most enjoyable parts were Deadpool hanging out with his demon wife uh, as they as they fought, and he kept making this joke about um about how he would he wanted to leave the team, but he didn't want to disappoint Elektra for like no reason at all, which I thought was very funny. Um, but the... I just i like I had. Unexpectedly, and obviously, I like Charles Soule's work a lot, but like, I just didn't expect to like the book like I did before, and it's it's like a big change, so it's really difficult. Kind of like it ended abruptly because he had too many things and he had to work on you know the Death Wolverine or whatever it is. Um, it just I don't know, it wasn't quite right. I you can I I'm thinking about maybe giving him a little time, but I don't I don't like well, I don't really like these characters. More like issues. Yeah, well, there you go. I don't really like these characters all that much together. Right. Like it was just the how well it was being drawn that made it work uh not drawn but uh also drawn but you know sort of written uh yeah so it was kind of kind of nah, kind of disappointing yeah. thrilling adventure hour i believe is the name of the podcast there that's just go. coming to me oh what more can we i
1: don't know if bullets? you
0: guys have heard about this great little gem of a book called stray bullets killers an issue life five is this is it's so not this is uh this is a new story. Well, this is a, a, I guess, a standalone issue. Well, if I recall, issue. the
1: last issue, which I feel like we just talked about last week, uh, was life affirming, was it not?
0: <laughs> well, the guy tried to kill himself, but then by he the didn't, thing. and shot didn't. his uh, prosthetic foot instead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, David Laugham, this uh, was my pick of the week, by the way. <laughs> there you go. David Laugham has kind of fixation on fake limbs and. Uh, cadaver graphs, and I don't know, like, just weird things. Anyways, this this is the... St- okay, the, the previous issue was the end of that particular little story thread. This one picks up uh, a, apparently a popular character, I'm still reading through that big omnibus of the, the 90s stuff, uh, called Amy Racecar, who is a professional killer, a stunt woman, and she decides to uh, end her, her life of crime and, and killing and go live by the seaside where she meets a young man who is trying to kill himself because he has no arms or legs and is blind and is rolling himself into the surf in an attempt to drown himself. (laughs) So she decides this, this might be fun to watch, but then she realizes, no, this is the start of the new chapter in my life. I don't want it to end. I don't want it to begin with death. So I better go save him. They end up falling in love and becoming this sort of Bonnie and Clyde thing. And there's this big over-the-top sort of kill spree mentality to this book. And they go to an alien planet and get him new arms and legs and fix his eyes. And, uh, and uh, it's got this sort Wait of a like minute. over-the-top Wait a true romance kind of – No, they totally do. What? It's this very super like – tongue-in-cheek like two tongues in cheek like a level of just over-the-topness it uh, ends with this yeah, the, yeah. this like shootout with the cops in a hotel she gets her limbs blown off and he says well you know what you're gonna you're gonna keep me you know hold me back so i gotta go and he like hops on a helicopter and leaves and Is she's she
1: in some sort of hallucinogenic coma for this I, I think
0: episode? i was uh uh, I'm pretty sure David Laugham was too, but anyways, it's just insane. And um, if you think you might like this book, you still might not, but <laughs> you should check it out anyway, because it's. Uh, I, don't, I
2: don't know that I follow your logic.
0: I don't. If I, I really think don't. Think you like
2: this? You may not, but you, you should, should get it. But
0: you should get it anyway. I don't know. Um, it
2: sounds like you just want to keep reading.
0: This. I could heartily recommend, you know, Miss Marvel and the Archie book to anybody, mm-hmm. but. This book is just my kind of crazy, and I didn't even know it was my kind of crazy until I discovered it. This is how people get mixed up in drugs.
1: <laughs> All right, so really quickly, because we're going Keep long. Me off the street, sorry. Silver Surfer number four. Um, if you're looking for a very awkward Guardians of the Galaxy shoehorn cameo because the movie's coming out soon, this is your issue. Um, <laughs> Although, uh... Star-Lord? <laughs> They, uh, if you recall, Silver Surfer was—he uh, had some outer space adventures with, with Don Greenwood of Cape Cod, and uh, they were returning back to Earth, where the Guardians of the Galaxy intercept them, acting very much as a uh, border patrol, and they have to check them for fruit and, you know, microbes and things. And
2: that's a great sentence. It actually
1: was—it <laughs> was a total shoehorn cameo, but it was actually pretty funny. Um, and what they were really doing was checking him for signs of having been near Galactus, because they don't necessarily trust Silver Surfer. But uh, there, the issue is actually really fun. This looks like we're building towards a reunion of the defenders, so you get some Hulk and Doctor Strange in here who are coming to find the Silver Surfer, and uh, all, again, all drawn by Mike Allred, so it's wonderful looking. And uh, I'm really enjoying this book despite myself.
0: I got to go back and read this because Mike Allred, Doctor Strange, sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: This book's actually really fun. Can I can I very quickly just mention that Shadow Hero number six came out this week? Uh, Day and date with the full collection. So you can get that oh, from nice. first, second press as, as I, print.
2: I also heard, th- uh, I didn't hear the story, but I heard a story teased about this on NPR. And I was like,
0: all right, way to go you guys too. It's, uh, it's a really good book. They stuck the landing. Uh, good job, you guys. Great tale of uh, the golden age and the first uh, Chinese superhero. And, and uh, I think it's, it's some great work. And I, I think they could potentially do more of this more with this character, I would like to see that at the very least. I would like to see Jean and Yang and Sonny Liu work together again. They're a good team. I'm looking forward to reading the collection after I've read the first couple of issues. Yeah, so those are the books we're going to talk
1: about this week. Go to You can find the post for this show, that's where you can talk about these books, other books, other anything else we talked about. We can have a very interesting discussion about whether or not Paul is on drugs. <laughs> I think there's probably lots of different takes on that question. I heard you're a golden god, <laughs> but uh. It's, it's open for discussion. We can have that there at ifanboy.com.
0: Whenever I first still on the gig, there was talk on the internet that I sound like I'm high all the time. That's true. Right? <laughs> and now and you, help, you helping that cause, by the way. <laughs> You're not, like,
2: like, the answer is no. Right, <laughs> no. Paul is definitely not on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was a big week for Marvel announcements leading up this to- This is one two-thirds sober show. <laughs> You're the, the one drinking that, on it last even time. Even the time that I drank about I got like two-thirds through it, and I was like, that's enough.
1: So Marvel a lot of announcements this week leading up to San Diego Comic Con, which is next week. If you are living under a rock, um, so they announced three big uh, changes for three of their big characters. Oh, under and a this, rock, you said.
2: And this point, I heard the same thing.
0: <laughs>
2: you said a rock. I'm sorry.
1: Under a rock, not a rock. All right. Let's no, let's 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 plow through. Sorry. So the <laughs> announcements this week were that. Uh, well, let's go and let's go in descending order of outrage. Uh, first was um, <laughs> Superior Spider Superior Iron Man number one. There you go. That's going to happen a lot. Superior Iron Man one, uh, number one coming out in November, written by Tom Taylor and art by Yildiray Sinar. And in this, the the new status quo for Iron Man is that he is moving to San Francisco. He's donning an all white Apple esque suit, <laughs> and he's going to make apps or some shit like that. He's going to. I think this this
0: seems to be the uh, Uh,
1: Silicon Valley's hot. So we'll make Tony into a Silicon Valley guy. He's
0: going to tussle with Daredevil a bit because Daredevil's also in San Francisco. And they're not going to get along.
1: Next, we have all-new Captain America number one, also in November, by Rick Romander and Stuart Eminen, in which uh, Sam Wilson is the new Captain America. Sam Wilson, of course course you know, is Falcon. Falcon was uh, one of the stars of the gigantic film Captain America Winter Soldier. And uh, that's because Steve Rogers, as we know, had his super soldier serum ripped out of him and is now elderly. And uh, the pre- presumption is he is sort of running running Sam Wilson as the behind-the-scenes guy, much like we mentioned earlier. That is
0: what's happening, yeah. He's going to be in Beyond. Avengers Tower, and it's, it's, yeah, it's the Batman Beyond setup where he's old, old man Wayne. And right. hopefully he'll get a Great Dane.
2: And, uh, I bet at some point somebody
0: breaks in and he has to fight them off and he wins even though
2: he's old. Right, probably. I've, I've never seen that story. And then finally, I don't know if you guys heard about this or not,
1: but Thor number 1 was announced. That's coming out in October, uh, written by Jason Aaron, the current Thor writer. Art by Russell Dowderman, who's currently drawing Cyclops. That might be a bad sign for Cyclops as a, as a book. Mm. And uh, in that series, Thor becomes unworthy of Mjolnir. And so a new Thor emerges. She's female. Uh, male Thor, or I call Hemsworth Thor. Um, he still goes back to using yarn yarn, the axe that's caused all the trouble for the Yarn-Bjarn. last. Yarn yarn, and uh, we don't know who the female Thor is. <laughs> it's a Norse-based. Uh, it's a character- yarn yarn seller. <laughs> also, you carry your baby in it um, mm-hmm. while fighting demons. A baby yarn yarn. Baby yarn yarn. Yarn yarn uh, had
0: that case with the uh, Supreme Court recently about. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So we uh, we don't Paul, know. Paul, stop
2: be- <laughs> bringing up current <laughs> events. I'm sorry.
1: We, we, (laughs) what's funny is that Paul did that before in a version of the show that no one can hear because it was a (laughs) previous one we lost. Uh, So, uh, Thor's identity, the new Thor's identity is a mystery while this is going on. That's part of the story. And so, the Marvel released a a big promo image via Entertainment Weekly that included Falcon Cap and Lady Thor and Iron Man. And as long as Winter Soldier TV version of Deathlock, Scarlet Witch and Ant Man and Doctor Strange, all of whom are about to be in Marvel movies, and Angela, or Angela, (laughs) <laughs> who uh, I think is being positioned as Thor's long-lost sister, which is stupid, and Medusa and Inferno, who are inhumans. In so those are the, that seems to be the... You'll notice no X-Men and or Fantastic Four members in that, in that picture.
2: Um, um, let me ask you this now right away. Which of these immediately strikes your mind as being the dumbest? The uh, all of them. Really? Really? Yeah. Sam, Sam Wilson is Captain America... Other than the fact that it's sort of familiar and that they already replaced Steve Rogers, well, that's why it's
1: dumb. Look, I want to preface my—I th- have lots of yeah, thoughts yeah. on lots of parallel tracks about these, all these things. And I preface it by saying I have no doubt these are going to be good stories. Rick Remender sure. is a great writer. Jason Aaron's a great writer. I'm no doubt in my mind that they will be telling great Thor and Captain America stories. However, it just feels like they never know what to do with Captain America
2: other than to take him out of the costume. And it's been happening for decades, right? I mean, he's as Nomad, U.S. agent, uh, others. Oh, there's also uh, there's, there's also going to be
0: Steve. There's a new Nomad, the President, Yes. Yeah. his um, adopted son from. It just feels like they never, they can the
1: never, team. they can never just tell a Steve Rogers' story. They always have to take him out of the picture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is nothing against Sam Wilson being Cap. I love Sam Wilson as a character; he's great. I mean, he'll be a great replacement in Captain America. But it's like, yeah. I like Steve Rogers.
2: No, and I, I get mark. that, and I, I think that makes sense a lot, but if, if you have to, if you're going to do that, sure, I always to. really like Sam Wilson as a character, so I'm cool with with getting stories like that. Uh, you, know, I would, I, you know, I'd you know, I I'd be down with, I'd buy a Falcon series, you know, with, with the totally. right folks. Um, so that doesn't bother me so much because at least, at least you can look at, maybe this is just one of the historical parts about how they tell Captain America stories, I guess. And I think it's hard to tell Captain America stories. Uh, you know, like, Ed Brubaker had that great years-long run. Clearly it's not. We had then, five years uh, of great Captain America books. Right. But, but like, you know, Remender took over, and what I thought were really great stories, they didn't sell well, and it kept going down. And, like, does, people don't respond to it the kind of way that he was doing it. So maybe, you know, this is one of those, like it's, like, it's like Superman. Like, it's really hard with a character who has that much symbolism and that much... It can mean so many different things depending on who you are and what you're coming from that maybe it's it's hard to find a mass audience with. I don't know. The movies I don't, don't seem to have a problem. But yeah, I don't think that's... I, I'm just, I'm just spitballing. Anyway, uh, the Thor thing, I could care less about. They're gods, they're shape-changers. Loki was a woman. Well, a I kid. don't care about
1: that. The, the reason I think this is silly at its core is that Thor is his name. It's not a title like Captain America. So, and they're, they're making out of their way to saying, this is Thor, but... When she, it's not like if I go to Paul's house to podcast, I become Paul. When Beta Ray Bill had the hammer. He was called Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think that's silly. Eh, I I don't know. We'll see what this how the how the story is. And goes. I'm not saying it's not gonna be a good story. story. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And the thing is all these are temporary scenarios. I think it's yeah, a, obviously. that's
0: that's a that's a a difficult shoehorning thing because the the truth of the matter is if let's say it's Valkyrie and I don't know that. Let's say it's like Valkyrie is the new Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I just say that because that is that's a that's she's a blonde. possibility because she's blonde. It looks like it could be her, but I don't know that. Um so and it's and it's not Angela either, because we see Angela Angela alongside, Angela alongside is, it, is it Mona? Mona.
1: <laughs> Jonathan.
0: <laughs> alongside Lady <laughs> Thor in um in the picture, in the all Samantha. new Avengers picture. Um but the thing is, if if they just did like a Valkyrie book, that's not that? That's yourself. not going to end up on the view, you know. Like that's not going right. to end up in mainstream news. Well, they need I get to get buttons and seats, it. so that's why they're doing it. I totally get it. And so it's a but so it's a weird semantic thing that they're calling her Thor. It just doesn't make We like we the
1: Eternal cru- sense though, you need to have at least internal logic, right? And it's- Maybe there will be. We don't know.
0: It's just uh, that's his name. His name is Thor Odinson. It's not like he's
1: Captain Thor, unless he's taking over the mantle
0: of it. I mean, yeah, the so, so it, I mean the, the the argument that is made is that you know when you know Odin says who you know whoever you know is worthy to wield this hammer will possess yes. the power of Thor. Um. So it's like I, I don't I would, know, it, it makes it definitely makes it difficult. to Like, what do you call the previous guy? You know, they, they they're referring to him as unworthy Thor, but like, what do you? Legitimately, like if you're right,
2: a, I, I gotta say, that's not a thing that bothers me about it right? because it's, it's whatever. They'll either they'll explain it or they don't, but until they die,
0: I think know it's weird. It. I just, I don't, but I, think, I it, think the concept itself, I think is cool. I think that the dumbest one is Iron Man because I don't, why do they have, why is it that they
2: have taken Iron Man from a character that nobody in the world cares about to a character that everybody in the world knows? And then they continue to give him dumb suits after dumb suit. When they re when they relaunched Marvel, they put him in that weird yellow and black suit and sent right. him into space I'm like, what do you why right you have something here here's and it isn't like mm. like when we when Connor and I were growing up reading Iron Man comics and he had all those weird suits at the end of the 80s, you know what I'm talking about yep. There was the mm-hmm. silver and red one and there was a the shoulder pad they were, suit they were rad yeah, and these are crappy and I don't know how to I don't know what the difference is, but like like it's they're just, overly
1: mecca, but the um Whoa! Yeah, that's been the case for a while. Whoa.
2: I know, I know, I know,
1: I know, I know. Paul, it's not a four-letter word. I know. Um, it's a five-letter uh, <laughs> word. It's five. There's, yeah. I mean, this this five. seems like it could be moving closer towards the Downey portrayal if he's going back to the arrogant industrialist character. San Francisco is a really dirty city, though. I think white is a bad idea for a suit. Um, it's true. It's yeah. But the other thing that's not mentioned here, and that sort of ties it all together, and I'm I could be I could be wrong on this because I stopped reading Original Sin, but I've been reading about it is that uh i think it was revealed that Nick Fury has never been young he's always been aging normally and he's been and all these Nick Furies that we've seen throughout the ages have actually been LMDs and he's actually been living in space fighting aliens the whole time and i just feel like you're taking all my favorite marvel characters and you're running them in the weird directions
2: and I i'm already kind of i'm like already cuz
1: it's wacky as shit that one's okay but i feel like the, like i come to these books to read about Chris Hemsworth Thor and Steve Rogers and i'm See, not getting those characters
2: i get why i get i understand the captain america one for i mean literally you know chris evans is is like all right i'm out of here so <laughs> no, that well that's
1: the other <clears> interesting <throat> thing is it's almost it's almost like they are preparing us all for different people in these suits but
2: well, they and they're going to have to
1: I may have heard things, I'm just saying it's almost like they're getting the audience ready to of the idea of different people wearing these costumes. Mm-hmm. And 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 side note, uh, Medusa and Inferno being on this p- promo issue as Inhumans, we talked about it earlier how in the issue of Miss Marvel being an Inhuman was portrayed very much like being a mutant, should tell you a lot too. Mm. About where Marvel's going. Mm-hmm. So, what you're seeing here, I think, especially in this promo where we saw Deathlock, who now looks like the character from the TV show and nothing like the character from the comics, is you're, you're really starting to see the bleed over in how these characters are portrayed. We saw, we've saw we been seeing it for years in the costumes, but now I think we're starting to see it in the
0: portrayal. Well, my thing is, and, and the, I'm fine. I'm, I, I think and I'm not against is, that. I just think, I think, I think
1: that's interesting.
0: I th- okay, well, I, I think change is exciting. I'm looking at, you know, shelves all around with all these books. I've got tons of stories you know with those characters are like not necessarily Steve Rogers Captain America cuz it's not really my bag but um but and the other the other cool thing is they're not killing off Steve again he's still around and no, so to they're do no, t- like du- it's a different chapter in his life
1: like we said earlier they'll all be they'll all be back it's not a big deal i'm not really mad about it or anything i just think it's a bummer for me because the, of talking about marvel characters those are thor right now is my favorite marvel character yeah and, they're uh, also they're Rogers is my favorite marvel character historically and i'm not going to get to read about them i
2: mean thor is still going to be around but you know it's a
1: bit of a bummer, that's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, you know though, I mean like the, the I, there's two there's two sides of it. and I think sometimes the comic fan reaction is, is skewed towards one. There's like the emotional and then the the uh, logical side. Like the emotional is, "Oh, I want to read more, you know, Steve Rogers stories or whatever." The logical side is, you know, like, you know, monetarily it seems this is obvious. I feel dumb saying it. Let's a business and where is all the money coming from? The money's all coming from the movies and the TV version. So if they're going to streamline everything to reflect that, to make their channels all match up, of course they're going to go in this direction. Like, Of course they are. And so I can't really complain about it, because that makes complete sense. And uh, I, I don't even necessarily want to complain about it. I think the stories could be really interesting. I It's it's really interesting to watch. I don't want to act like a person who's super angry about it, because I'm really not. Mm-hmm. I'm not angry either. I just feel it's a yeah. bummer. I just feel like I'm in
1: really, like, you know... Thor the Ma- Thor, Thor the Mighty Avenger, or not? Thor.
0: I like variety. I like I like the change. I like. You, the, what's the sexiest invention of whenever, whatever century was invented? Is trail mix? What? I don't just want the checkerboard shaped pretzel. I want the other stuff, even if I don't like them, I'll put them back. I I like the option. I like I like that there's different things you know going on, and so I get one version of Thor in the movies, and I get another thing in the comics and there's a lot to that know, I like. play around with and you but
2: That's not what you're going to get.
0: Pick and choose. And what? You're going to
2: get you're going get the rice checks across the board. That's the
0: point. A lot has changed in trail mix mean. technology over there's a different you can find the trail mix metaphor like all off the off things the trail. like the one that's got yes, the m
2: trails where you have the M&Ms one is the best one although I it's, suspect it's not as healthy as you we Well can there's
0: different be. ones with M&Ms in it. but anyway but like you know,
2: I tell you right now, I am I'm absolutely I'm I'm looking forward to the Captain America stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I I really want to read that. I like everything Rick's done with Captain America so far. Which is which off. has suddenly become a controversial position by the way. Just, um and and Stuart Eminen is is literally there's nobody better in mainstream comics than Stuart Eminen. That's just a straight up truth. Um I'm really looking forward to Thor based solely on the fact that every single page that Jason Aaron has written maybe ever has been good, but especially so with his Thor comics. Yes, so, no, I agree. you know, whatever. He's created all these different versions of Thor already, and it's all been wonderful. They've been the best Marvel comics we've read for the past couple years. So, and I haven't been reading Iron Man anyway.
1: And you're going to read like, Iron Man. We're going to have a nice little experiment. We're all going to read it.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll check it out.
1: <sighs>
2: okay, Iron Man hasn't been good for me for a long time. Here's,
0: here's, here's the fascinating thing with this, I think, with the reaction to it, is that there, obviously there are going to be people that Take solace in the fact that it's by you know it's necessarily going to be a temporary thing. It's a temporary status quo. Yeah, you, you wait around long because it's a corporate. Story, it's corporate, corporate characters that've been around for almost a century. They're going to bounce back to what we know them as. It's just that's the thing. But then there are also readers. I think this is interesting that are frustrated that they know it's only going to be temporary. That they wish that those there are could people be that have yet like to that.
1: come to grips with what they're actually doing with their time. They're reading stories that will always essentially return to the status quo. If you can't come to grips with that, then you're going to always be
0: angry. But I understand the frustration, too, that you, like, it would be cool if they could do something really revolutionary and change you know, the Yeah, but that's like, like not understanding what you're into. That's I, like going I understand. to a place and like, getting mad you're not going to get Chinese food. Like, it's not, that's just not what they do. I think those people yeah. understand that, that it has to be that way, but it can still be frustrating that that's the reality. Right, which what I mean is, which is where that not having come to grips with the part yet. But you have to, I mean, I, you know what I mean? I think no, I think they understand that that's how well, it's it just works. There's an
1: understanding and then accepting. I mean,
0: you know it's you can understand it, but there's accepting and also just resigning yourself to.
2: Right, it's all the same thing. Truth. Okay, I tell you something. If more people bought comic books, none of this would be an issue because everybody can get what they want. Right, but more people don't, so you get. Which is the way they want it. And they get it. That's right. I cool hand looped that shit.
1: <laughs> okay, so you can head over to uh talk about this, all these things that are going on in Marvel right now, and I'm sure... Uh, I bet Thor can eat 50 eggs. What, what, are you kidding me? Of course he can eat 50 eggs. <laughs> like, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's the greatest argument we've ever had. <laughs> and then Josh, like an idiot, said like George Kennedy, Thor can eat fifty eggs, and we were all like, "Of course he eats fifty eggs. He's Thor, you idiot!" And then we never did a show again. Well, is he Thor? Is he what is he now? I think he's Thor. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be Lisa. <laughs> Maybe he will. Maybe he will be Lisa, and he will work at the Apple Store that <laughs> that Tony goes to. Oh, God, and he will be like at the Genius Bar because for a while he he had the he had the hammer stick, and he would turn into Bjorn or <laughs> Donald Bjorn. Burke. Who was the no? No, there was another guy, Sigurd Jarlson. Sigurd Jarlson, <laughs> and and he was a different person. Right. So why couldn't he be Lisa? There's no reason why. There's no reason why. And Sigurd Joralson had. It, it, when I was ten, I thought that was the greatest mullet ponytail I'd ever. I was like, <laughs> he looks so cool like that. I remember thinking, God, he looks cool. And then, I, and then, like recently, I looked at those pages I was like, wow, that is the worst haircut, <laughs> that's ever. It's
0: young Josh existed. wishing that he could turn his little rat tail into a <laughs> into long
2: Sigurd Jørgensen flowing flowing ponytail
0: Nordic. God,
2: <laughs> oh, it's so much fun to say Sigurd Joralson. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow. All right. I am hot, too. So we're going to wrap this show up. We went long, so we got to skip the audience questions.
0: Well, <laughs> good totally for you. Totally
1: cozy. You can email us at contact.ifanboy.com or call our voicemail line at 888 fanboy three two six two six nine seven. Tell us who you are, where you're from. Keep it to 30 seconds uh, to get you on the show when we don't want to run long. And a uh, c- couple of quick announcements. A, you can look forward to the Guardians of the Galaxy show coming soon. The movie comes out in two weeks, I sure. believe. And so there will be a show on that when that happens. And also, uh, as you can tell from the number, this is episode 445. We're getting close to 450, 450. Then 50 shows and the round number shows are always our big all email live shows. So get ready for that by sending in your questions to contact at with a subject line 450. So we know that we use that on the live show. That'll be coming up in five weeks. So that's going so to be in August. It's in August, yes. It's going to be hot. It's going <laughs> to be a smeltering live show. It's going to be awesome. You're going to see us. We're all going to be glistening. We usually live stream it on the video so you can see us all sweaty and awful. It's going to be great. So send those emails into contact at ifanboy.com. Meanwhile, head over to ifanboy.com to comment on this show, this week's books, the Marvel news, whether or not you liked rat tail, ponytails when you were a kid. No comment. If you were stuck in Maine and nothing else to do but look (laughs) at the ponytails.
0: Listen,
2: buddy, (laughs) just... Just how it was.
0: <laughs> Fine. Please send in this. fan art of Josh with a rat tail oh. and Zuba's pants. Yeah. I never had Zubas, I had I gotcha. <laughs> what is that?
2: Okay. Do so you, you remember Gotcha stuff? Or I remember is that the Gotcha movie with Anthony Edwards. It was a gotcha movie? It's called Gotcha. I don't know. I had like Yeah, it was eight. in the 80s. I had I had these great gotcha pants that were like all print covered and I remember in the eighth grade I thought they were the greatest thing on earth and it's the ugliest thing that anyone's ever worn. <laughs> it was tapering. There it was, was, a, a it was of, an
0: unfortunate time for clothing. It was what's, a the, really what's the what's the shirt that when you get it wet it changes color or something? Is Hypercolor? It, there you go. Never had one of those. I remember at the time going, No, that's kinda dumb. Well, you're going to in the fan art that's gonna be coming in. Right, so that's fine. Whatever. Don't fail me, I fan verse. <laughs>
2: i'm doing this next part right that's where we yes. have completely lost track twitter.com slash ifanboy and facebook.com slash ifanboy are where you can get updates for things we occasionally retweet things we, we post things of interest and we always try to tell you what the pick of the week is before we do the show so you'll have plenty of time to read it uh and you can see what's going on there Or you can follow us individually at uh at jay flanagan at csco patrick or at fuzzy typewriter
0: uh on the twitter if you find this kind of thing reprehensible, you should write about it and warn people. Yes, you should. You really should. On iTunes. Hell yeah. uh, you can write a review on iTunes or better yet. You can tell all your friends about us. Uh, introduce your mom, the podcast. Help us spread that iFanboy love all around.
2: I'm seeing a lot of people this week taking their headphones out just having a quizzical look on their face. Like, what the fuck happened? What's that that? Because huh? we're not, like, new at this. No, but... Well, if you, if no comics come out, it's true. It's, this is what you get.
0: This is yeah, not a one that's... sitting I fanboy episode. This. <laughs> it's like, Oof! Oof! <laughs>
2: can all be winners? <laughs> <laughs> we have to have a movie like on hold that Paul has watched that we can like like Which, we should have had should what about we Bob? We should have had him like always have like Groundhog Day or something. <laughs> I saw
0: that in the theater. You know,
2: we use okay then we have it to go to okay right. just in case so just next watch uh watch stripes and then we'll just have
0: that on deck have that on blu-ray somewhere
2: all right until next time i am connor i'm p money i'm i can't am josh i can't beat that surprise <laughs>